I have a question for you. Are you getting the good stuff out of life? Are you getting as much good stuff as you could be out of your life? That's the topic I want to digest with you today. I'm going to introduce you to a topic from the positive psychology sphere called savoring. It's one of my favorite. I really love it. And I want to talk about how you can use savoring in your own life so that you can actively get more of the good stuff. Then I'm going to go on and give you some really practical tips about how you can apply this concept to your own life in multiple different ways. So stay tuned. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. So today's topic is, are you getting the good out of your life? And I mean that as in, are you really getting everything that you can out of the good things that are happening in your life or have happened in your life? The topic of savoring, when I came across it in positive psychology, really got me excited. I realized it was something that I did quite naturally, and some of us have a tendency to savor things naturally, but at the same time, by bringing it into my awareness, I've been able to be so much more conscious about how I'm savoring in my day-to-day experience. Now, why would we even want to savor our lives in terms of a psychological idea? What does this even mean? So typically, the concept of savoring is attributed to a psychologist called Fred Bryant, And he describes it as, and I quote, Savoring is when you engage in thoughts or behaviors that generate, intensify, or prolong the enjoyment of positive experience. Basically, I take that quote as meaning, it's when you milk the good for all it is worth. It's basically about putting in that deliberate effort to make that good really last. We naturally use the term savoring when we talk about enjoying a piece of chocolate. You know that experience when you're really present and mindful and you just enjoy the moment of tasting that chocolate. So we understand what the concept is and this is just really talking about that in more of a psychological sense and how it applies to our happiness. Researchers have broken it down into three different types of categories and these all make complete sense to me. There's that savoring that we get from anticipation. So when we're really excited about a future event, that joyful emotion that we feel can really warm us up and make us feel so happy. Anticipation is the best. I love it when I'm excited about something. You really can intensify 
your emotional experience when you can amp up the anticipation where you can. The second type of savoring is present awareness or if you're familiar with a lot of the current trends in well-being, you might call this mindfulness. That's about showing up and being present in the moment, acknowledging your experience as it's happening rather than sort of being on that autopilot vibe right through life. So the second point is present awareness. And the third way that we can apply savoring to our own lives is through reminiscing. We've all done that, right? Reminiscing about those great stories, you know, glory days, as I like to say sometimes when I hear my husband talking about his sporting achievements, but I mean it in in the kindest way. But there is something so good about reminiscing and remembering those exciting moments you had when you were younger. Perhaps it's from childhood. Perhaps it's the fun moments you had with friends when you were at college. Reminiscing brings us joy. All of those things are so logical to me. Yet, I love this concept of savoring because it wraps them all up in one really easy to understand little bundle, really. It's like a beautiful little package of how to explain how we can be that little bit happier. And it's these three ways that we can get ourselves into that emotional mindset to really amp up our joy. Now, when I was doing my research for this podcast episode, I also came across the idea of capitalizing. Now, capitalizing, when you talk about it in the sense of savoring, is something I've been doing for years, but I never realized there was a term or psych way of describing it, if you like. But capitalizing is when you take your joy and you share it with others. So you have others involved in your positive emotions and you get them excited too. I guess it's like the idea of a problem shared is a problem halved, but flipped around. When you can share your joy, it's like it multiplies. Basically, capitalizing is about celebrating and how you celebrate your joy with other people and spread it even wider. I love that idea too. And I'm also going to talk to you about how I have been applying capitalizing in my own life for a number of years with my husband. Now, as I said, some of us do these things fairly naturally. Some of us may go through periods when we do these things more than others. But one thing I love about savoring is that we can all do it when we become aware of its power. We can all put aside the time to savor the good in our lives and really amp up our joy. It can be a very active process. It doesn't have to be unconscious. And therefore, its applicability is across the board. Now, those of us who savor the good in our lives are not surprisingly happier. Typically, people who are in routines that encourage them to savor report higher levels of perceived well-being and experience more positive emotions. 
Now, type A's are a little bit less likely to do this naturally than others. And I've found in my coaching that they are often the ones that really have so much to gain by bringing this idea of savoring to conscious awareness. And when they can see the benefits of savoring, often these achievement-driven type people are much more likely to get on board and then see the psychological impact of it. But how can we practice it? It's all very well to know about this concept of savoring, but what makes it real in our lives? And if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, I hope you have started to see a theme and that this is what I see my job as. I want to help you take these somewhat nerdy sometimes topics that I might find in the psych world or the spiritual ideas that I also am fascinated by, but I want to make sure I convey them in a way that can really be meaningful in your life. So I've got a whole bunch of ideas for you here. I'm going to run through them in kind of that same order that I spoke about them. How we can anticipate, how we can be more aware in the moment, how we can foster that sense of reminiscing, and also how we can capitalize. So anticipation. This is something that I encourage my coaching clients to do. And one of the best ways to, and I touched on it before, but really amp up the joy that comes with anticipating a positive event is to plan a holiday. It has such a good impact on our psychological well-being. If we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, just being able to have that positive blip on our horizon helps us feel so much better. It can help us foster those positive emotions that we need to keep us going. So plan those holidays. Don't be afraid of putting them in your diary. Don't be afraid of starting that vision board and thinking, within the next year or two, I want to travel to Europe or I want to get that beach holiday on the calendar for the next year. Start planning. Because we all know that half the joy of a getaway is in the contemplation of how damn good it's going to feel when we get there. A friend of mine once told me about the idea she implements with her husband and she calls it one up the spout and when you have finished your last getaway weekend away adventure you already get on to planning the next one and that is a perfect example of getting the most out of anticipating future joy so there you go i just gave you permission to plan your next getaway or start dreaming about that vacation you've been wanting to take how can we be more presently aware now i have to admit this one doesn't come so naturally to me i think i'm pretty good at anticipation and I enjoy reminiscing, but present awareness is something I've had to be very active with and really need to get my mind into still. First of all, what is it? What is, I'm going to talk you through how you can be presently aware right now as you're listening to this very podcast. I want you to think about something right now that you can acknowledge around you that you perhaps often take for granted, but yet are very grateful for. So have a look around. You might be in your car if you're anything like me listening to this podcast, or perhaps you're folding the washing and can see out the window, 
or maybe you're even on your morning commute. What can you see or think of that you are grateful for in this very moment? Now me, I happen to be recording this episode in my wardrobe. I've got a friend staying at the moment and my little monkeys are in the house. So this was the quietest place for me to run away to. I hope the sound quality is okay. So I am sitting here surrounded by my clothes. It's pretty much the only thing I can see right now. But I just caught the eye of perhaps one of my favorite dresses. It was probably the cheapest thing in my wardrobe too. I swear it was like $25. I found it online. I I can't even remember where. Admittedly, I've probably got some singlets and t-shirts that are a lot cheaper than $25. But for a dress, I thought that was pretty good. It's dark blue with kind of like this light blue. I should just take a photo and put it on Instagram. So go find it over there if you want to have a nosy. Kate.snowwise or search the hashtag here to thrive. Anyway. That dress brings me joy. I feel so good when I wear it. It makes me feel kind of light and carefree. It's a little bit out there for me, so I think it brings out this free nature and spirit, a part of me that I want to embrace more of. I'm grateful for that dress. See, I feel good just talking about that. So have a think. What are you really grateful for right now that is in your immediate presence? Soak it up. Feel that warmth and that feeling of gratitude rising in you. Enjoy it for a moment. Gosh, feeling warm inside is one of my ultimate favorite activities or feelings ever. Another way you can be more mindful and something that I have started doing is I'm trying to be more mindful when I'm eating. I now understand the psychological benefit of saying grace before you eat. I get it now. I often find that there is this psychological link to so many of the spiritual practices we have. Now, how do I do this? Basically, when I sit down, I look at my food and I just kind of have this moment of appreciation for the nourishment it's providing me and often the color of it and the the mixture of color I can see on my plate. I don't specifically say grace. It's kind of just this acknowledgement and moment of mindful awareness of my food. Now, I'm also very prone to just shoveling in something without even thinking twice about it. So I've really noticed that trying to be more aware of this is helping me really savor those moments. And I'm loving it. Taking an everyday activity like eating and becoming more mindful about it does for me change it into a spiritual exercise. And that joy is right there. It's my eating has become so much more joyful, whereas before it was just an activity I took for granted. So try that one. What about reminiscing? How do you reminisce? Photos have got to be one of my favorite ways. So if you've got a photo drawer or have a stack of photos saved on your hard drive, put some time aside to go through them. Seriously, even pull up your Instagram and just sit with it for a bit. Go right back. Go back to those old photos you have. Seriously, how joyful is that? Recently, I was back in New Zealand and I was helping move my mom. And my dad passed away five years ago and we were cleaning out mom's garage and I found this old bag and I opened it up and my sister happened to be there with me. 
and I found a stack of photos. Now, my dad had done a big clear out of the photo drawer we had probably over 10 years ago, and I can remember being so annoyed at him because he told me he'd thrown them out or he'd put them, he said throwing them out, I swear he did. Anyway, he clearly hadn't. He'd put them away in this bag. And so we found this treasure trove of photos and we just spent the morning reminiscing. All of these photos from childhood, photos of my mom and dad before they had me, photos of my siblings when they were young. Oh, so joyful. There were smiles all around. So can you do that in your own life? Have you got old photos that you can pull up? Another way to really amp up the joy factor with reminiscing on photos is to make a photo book them together, make it easier to reminisce in the future. Another way I want to talk about reminiscing, which isn't so normal, would be how we can reminisce at work. Now, I recommend this a lot with my executive coaching clients, and it is the monthly review. I encourage my clients to put a reminder in their diary for the very last day of the month, or if that doesn't work with other deadlines, that last week, and have it as a reoccurring reminder in your diary. Keep a file, just a Word document, doesn't need to be anything flash, and at this once a month review, write down all of your key achievements from the month before. What were the wins you had at work? What were the projects you worked on that were really satisfying? And how have you grown in the last month at work? Now, this works in a number of ways, and one of them is to make sure you don't overlook all that you've achieved and let it just slide by. It's about reminiscing on the good. It's also really handy for keeping a great, accurate reflection of your career progression and development. So if you are a little bit earlier on in your career, or at any point really, but you think you may at some stage want to move companies, You've got a register of all of your key achievements that you can quickly go back to and pull from next time you're in an interview scenario or you are writing your CV. So you can even apply this concept of savoring to your work life pretty easily. Now, finally, I want to talk about capitalizing. This is the celebrating success and joy with others. It's about extending your joy and taking it further than just yourself. Now, my husband and I have had a ritual ever since we met, and we still do it today. When something important happens, we mark it with a mini celebration. Now, for us, that's a bottle of my favorite champagne, Verve Clicquot. It's special enough that we don't have it every day, so it really marks as an occasion to have a bottle. So basically, when things are good in our lives or something out of the ordinary has happened that we want to celebrate for one another, we buy a bottle of champagne and have a little toast together. So recently, my husband signed a contract for a new job and I ran out and bought a bottle of champagne. The first time I had an article published on Huffington Post, we celebrated that with a bottle of my favorite bubbles It's our joy ritual and it allows us to extend our feelings of happiness, to savor them and marinate in them for a little bit longer than we otherwise would have. I don't think we should let those achievements just pass us by. I'm all about 
lapping them up. And so like I said, this is something that I have been doing naturally for years and yet only just found out there is a psychological way to conceptualize it, capitalizing. I'm locking that one in. And a birthday party is no different to this. That's about just celebrating and sharing your joy with others. So plan those parties. Do it. They're so fun. So coming full circle, are you savoring? Are you getting the good out of your life? Are you milking those joy moments for all they're worth? And are you making sure that you put space aside to dwell on the positive things in your life? Perhaps you've got rituals that help support you to feel the happiest moments in your life and extend them. Or take some of the ideas that I gave you here today about anticipating, being mindful, and reminiscing, and keep them front of mind as you move forward. Like I suggested, get on planning that holiday. Stop and appreciate your food before you shove it in your mouth, and reminisce through pulling up old pics or family videos. Do these things frequently. Take that joy that you can feel and be conscious about amping it up. We're happier for it. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion on savoring. If you did, I would so appreciate if you could take a couple of moments and jump onto iTunes and leave me a few stars and a little review. Doesn't need to be anything special, but your thoughts always are appreciated. If you'd like to know more about me and the work I do through my life and executive coaching, head over to my website, which is www.thrive.how. That's H-O-W thrive.how i'll be back next week with some more exciting stuff for you till then keep thriving